three, go. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Hometown Hero Hour. I'm your host, Captain Spartacus. And I'm your co-host, Dancor. And tonight we're going to be talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yes. Not a lot has no- is known about it, uh, but there's enough hullabaloo circling around it and some of the announcements that were made at E3 that we wanted to talk about it. And just kind of Pokemon in general, right? And kind of establish what we do know, what we don't, what we right. like, what we don't. Mm-hmm. Because there's been a lot of Pokemon game history that has led up to the uproar that is happening oh, yeah. now with Sword and Shield. So we'll be getting in, getting into that right after our news and information. First thing up that I wanted to talk about is that Harry Potter Wizards Unite, I've briefly mentioned it in a previous episode, uh, just wrapped up their first special event uh, today, actually. Yeah. I it signed up. It just ended tonight. You signed up. Yeah, we're friends now. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. When we were, when we were on our last episode, I hadn't even joined yet. Right when we were, yeah. But I did, and now I am a professor. Yes, <laughs> I told you. I told you you would like the professor. Yeah, it's really good, and it's a good class. So, um, the event was really, really well done. I thought there were there was a page of fragments, mm-hmm. and you could get. Two of them from finding them out in the world, like on the foundables, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You would encounter them in the wild, basically. Uh, there was one of them you could only get from the seven-kilometer port keys that were specific to the event. So normally uh, there's ten, fives, and twos. Right. The only seven-kilometer port keys were the event port keys. So if you got a 7K, oh. you knew that that was an event. Okay. Um, and then there were there was one set of fragments you could only get from doing the wizard challenges and the towers. Ah, see, all of that stuff. I I live in the wrong place to play this game. Yeah, yeah. Because no, there yeah. are two greenhouses next, like within oh. real walking distance of yeah. my house. Yeah, and you even have to dine at two inns to get the daily, so you have to right. travel for that. So anyway. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I will open it up like three or four times a day, maybe. Yeah. See if there's something worth catching, and then run out of energy. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, the other two. Indivi- there were there were two fragments that just had one piece a piece, uh-huh. and you got those from completing the event obje- uh, like objectives or whatever. Oh, you know all I mean? of those little tasks. That yeah, they tasks. To yes, do. thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I actually live in a great area. Great area. I live in like downtown Orem. Oh, see, that's and fantastic. There's a whole handful of greenhouses and inns and a tower at a business park like 20 seconds down the road from me. Oh, so I'll man. just go out on like a lunch break. Or whatever. I'll go out for half an hour and just kind of drive real slow so I can get my distance. <laughs> and I can hit everything. I can get full energy. I can do the wizard tower like three times, and then I can get full energy again and go home. Dang. It's amazing. Yeah. So, it, yeah. So, it just wrapped up its first event. It was brilliant flora and fauna, mm-hmm. but it was like... Um, uh, the Forbidden Forest. Yeah, it had like Buckbeak in it. Yeah, it there had was the a, unicorn. Yeah, but they were brilliant Buckbeak and right. brilliant unicorn. So they were all like uh, purple, glowy. It was really, really cool. They were special. They were shiny. So yeah, and you could complete the event by doing a lot of the different in-game uh, features, which mm-hmm. I thought was great. So it wasn't just see that one of the reasons why I fell out of love with Pokemon Go is that all of their special stuff is like raid only. Gotcha. Or uh-huh. catch Pokemon only. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's not one event where I feel like you really utilize all of the features and mechanics in the game. Gotcha. But Wizards Unite did that really, really well at their first event, and I was super pleased. And I finished it. I completed the whole thing, and really? I got the purple beanie as like a reward. Yeah. 
You got the whole page filled I did it out. yesterday, awesome. yeah, and I took a screenshot of like the congratulations, and I put it out on Twitter. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, my Twitter is at uh, Captain underscore Spartacus. I think that's what it is. See, I forget. So, so uh, I think Twitch, my Twitch is Capt underscore Spartacus. It is. C-A-P-T. Yeah. Okay. So then, yes, my Twitter handle is at Captain underscore Spartacus. Uh, go, ch- go check it out. <laughs> that's also where you can keep up on what's happening with our episodes and our community and all that stuff, but... Anyway, Wizards Unite. Yeah, very cool. So uh, we also had the Nintendo Switch Lite announced. And I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. Because it's a $200 Nintendo Switch that you can't plug into your TV. It doesn't switch. I was going to say, so it doesn't switch. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't quite live up to the name. It doesn't switch from being a console to being a handheld. It's only one of those things. And it's 200 bucks. So they're just... That that doesn't seem that seems weird to me. Yeah. So are they going to have every game on both I, things on the I handheld don't know. thing? I suspect the... that it's just a hardware difference. To be perfectly honest, that seems kind of strange because they had. I mean, this is kind of going back to like the DS and the 3DS and right. the whatever. Yeah, the... I'm. I mean, back then the 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 names actually made sense though, right? 2DS was two screens. Yeah. Right? Oh, those were cool. Those were cool. <laughs> dual so DS the, is dual screen, right? right? So the 3DS and had 3DS three. was 3D. Oh, 3D. Three, yeah, not three 3D screens. screen. Okay. Yeah. Right. They should call this one the XDDD. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. That may be inappropriate. That might be big. a selling point. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would. I would buy the Nintendo XDDD. I'd feel like Nintendo was just memeing me. <laughs> just laughing at you. Yeah. Um. That's funny. But yeah, so that was announced. I, I don't know how I feel about it because kind of the whole sales pitch was, hey, you can switch this thing from this to this. It With can be the switch, right? both mm-hmm. handheld and it can do this. Which is cool. Um, which is very cool. And it was kind of their selling shtick. Yeah. So to see that they're doing another one that's like, eh, we just want this to be handheld only, hand, handheld only but play the same games. They've, I was like, I don't know. They've done that for so long. You know what I mean? Like Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo has had the Wii and the whatever, but they've had handheld with handheld like exclusive oh, games yeah. forever. Yeah. And now they're kind of going back to that. I feel like this is a step back a little bit. A little bit. And that's just me saying that based off of mm, literally what you've just told me. And maybe I have no other information. Maybe they're just trying to hit a different price point. Maybe because the um, Switch is still three hundred. Right. And I know because I really wanted to buy myself one for Christmas. <laughs> but I realized even though I technically had the the money like the Christmas cash, uh-huh. I would still have to buy an extra controller, a charging dock, or whatever like games yeah. themselves. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. So anyway. But I mean, with Whatever. with that extra hundred dollars, gets you removable controllers. Yeah, that yeah. you can take to someone else's house that you can use. You can add new ones, change the colors. Right. You don't get any of that with the with light. the light. And if you want the regular switch to be handheld only, you can. But then right. you always have the option to set it up somewhere. Exactly. Which I think is awesome. So you can play it on the train or whatever as you're going to your buddy's house, and you get there and you hook it up. To one of their extra TVs, and now you can play Smash Brothers. Together. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Just, that's so sweet to me. I yeah. Really so one. I yeah I I think this may be a step back. Yeah. Or a I, misstep for I them, feel a little lukewarm we'll about it. I feel kind of meh. And maybe once more information comes out, I'll feel differently. But right now, I would really love to own a Switch, but I honestly could pass on the Switch Lite. I right. don't see the point. Yeah. So I think it's worth it. Just save an extra hundred bucks. Yeah. Get the full thing. Speaking of saving a hundred bucks and not really getting the point. <laughs> I wanted to talk about 
I wanted to talk about uh, Belle Delphine selling her bathwater. Oh my goodness! What is this so, world coming to? So don't don't misunderstand this. I only know who she is because of iFunny. I only know who <laughs> she is because of memes. Okay, that's that's where I know that she has a premium Snapchat account mm. and that um, she posted a whole bunch of videos on Pornhub, but they were all just tease videos. They had raunchy titles, but nothing even remotely close to that happened. Oh, that's they weird. They were all just like, just, you know, like She's just doing that for like adver- advertising? She, I don't know. She's just, her whole thing, she's British, I think. I didn't hear her voice until like two days ago okay. when this whole bathwater thing started. And there was a clip, um, uh, Know Your Meme is a really yeah. cool Twitter mm-hmm. account. And they actually put out like what this was and they had a little clip of her advertisement. Okay. Um, so I'd never heard her voice up until then, but she like wears the long wigs and has like the cat ears and she leans very hard into the whole like, uh, anime, Japanese, Japanese cutesy stuff. Yeah. Right. I don't know if she uses like, like weeb terms, uh-huh. you know, like, like kawaii or whatever terms, uh-huh. but, but that's very much the image that she's leaning into is like the puff out your cheeks and put the you know peace sign over your eyes and like, he 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 huh. super cute. Right? right. Like that's her thing. Uh, and so she's just been doing all of these crazy outrageous things and she's a streamer and she's a, she calls herself a gamer girl and honestly never having gone to her Twitch or anything like that. I don't know if she even plays video games. Okay. I have no idea what so she does we, to qualify and as I've a never, gamer girl. And I've never really looked any of that up. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, learning yeah. about her now. Right. So um, now her her new thing is that she's been bottling her bath water and selling it for like 30 bucks. That's so gross but the grosser thing is that it's working i what is this i can't even Why? handle it man. i can't even handle it so she's selling her bath water and just think about the kind of person that would want to buy that i don't want to yeah, call out no. any demographics of our potential listeners but like i have a pretty good idea what kind of people would want to buy this what can you even do? So, so as I've been talking to people about this, and even you, I think we were talking about it briefly before the show. Like, what can you even do with a bottle of bath water from you know someone else's bath water? Yeah. The answer is nothing good. Not, not really. Uh, you <laughs> could put wholesome. it in your own bath water and imagine that she's there with you because she kind of is in a weird way. Yeah. Okay. You could okay. Drink that's like... it, which ew. <laughs> <laughs> right. There is like... another YouTuber. Uh, Pyrocynical, I think is his name, actually drank it. No. On a video and get and just started gagging super hard. Well, okay, think about it. There, okay, so back in the day, yeah. Okay, I still remember people making fun of people, telling them that they're stupid by using the phrase "you drink your own bath water." Right, and now, but now this is even worse because you're drinking someone else's bath water. Oh my gosh, man, it's so nasty. Which is so <laughs> gross, like. Think about the reason why you take a bath. <laughs> right, because you're because you got to get all this dirt and sweat and gunk off of you. But guess what? Now other people want to buy that. They want that. So look, I'm calling it right now. If I ever get super famous and blow up, I'm gonna sell my pool drippings and I'm gonna make a Gross. million jillion dollars. Gross. So hey, hit me up on Twitter. Pre-order now. Captain Spartacus pool drippings. Do it. Do not (laughs) do that. That is so gross. Okay. Well, how far have we fallen as a people? 
that we can buy bath water, you know, other people's bath water, whether it's real or not. I mean, go her for making a market where none existed before. And now there's a lot of people that are like, buy my bath water, kind of half joking, but you know that like. They would they really wish that not, they could yeah. just, you know, bottle up that. Dude, if that I were tub. famous enough, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I, I'd be like, oh, maybe I could. Maybe I'll think about it. That's weird. It's crazy that like you could get to that. I think we, need, I think we need to step back from that ledge. I, I don't think oh, we need man. to keep going with that. I think this is an idea that can die. Just absolutely nutty. And the crazy thing is that it's like that. Re- that really exists. I can't believe it's so, well. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Right. So we're gonna with that. We're gonna get into our main topic for tonight, which is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yes. And we're gonna talk a little bit about what's known, which is not a lot. Um, there was like 15 minutes of gameplay or something that was featured at featured at E3. Right. Um, but not a whole lot is known about it. Like I said, we don't know for sure how many Pokemon are going to be in it. One thing that is kind of a point of contention that people are unhappy about is that not all of the Pokemon are going to be in it. This is actually kind of a bigger deal than I thought it would be. Yeah, right. When I dug into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played a lot of original Pokemon growing up, which is great because Nintendo has gone back to the Kanto region, the very first region, the original 150 Pokemon in their games like six times. Right. So I played a lot of red and blue. Um, I played a lot of yellow, which is, I mean, it's all the same, you know, kind of the same. But then I played through all of leaf green uh, just like five or six years ago, maybe Mm. going back to it Mm -hmm. uh, because I love the originals. I was really, 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 really into Pokemon as a kid. My very first Pokemon card, someone gave me a Diglett. Oh, that's fun. Right. Out on the playground before my elementary school banned them, which they did because they were afraid the kids were going to bring their cards and they were going to get stolen and stuff, right? Hmm. Which 100% that would have happened. So it started with a Diglett. And from that, I, I never bought any cards or booster packs or whatever. I got um, a box once for Christmas and that was it. Wow. Because, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of extra money when I was growing up. Sure. And eventually, I reached this, like, Pokemon card freaking empire. I had, like, 2,000 cards. I had all original 150 characters. I, I just collected everything. And it all started from that one Diglett, which is awesome, man. I did it just from, like, wheeling and dealing. Just from trading with people? Yeah. Uh-huh. And at first, it started like, hey, can I just have some of your crappy cards? Like, can I have some of your circles? Because there were the rarities, there was the circles, there were the uh-huh. commons, the uh, diamonds that were uncommon, and the stars that were the rare. Right. right. And everyone was like, oh, if I ever get a Charizard, I won't ever trade it. Right. Like, I heard that all the time <laughs> as a kid. Uh, so, yeah, like the original 150 are just like such a big deal to me. Sure. Pokemon Snap, I love the heck out of that. Oh, yeah. I got Pokemon Stadium for Christmas when I was 10. And I lost my mind. Pokemon Stadium was so freaking cool when it came out. And they had the transfer pack so that you could actually put your Game Boy game in the transfer pack and put exactly. it in the back of the Nintendo 64 controller and actually bring your group of Pokemon, like your Pokemon from the game, into Pokemon Stadium. Right. So I beat the Elite Four in Pokemon Stadium with a level 150 Mewtwo. From that Pokemon you had Yellow. from Yellow. That well, nice. to be fair, that Handsome Jay got in Yellow. <laughs> but still, I brought Mewtwo is not in Pokemon Stadium. No, I only got it because I ported it over. Nice. And I found out just like recently that that's actually pretty common for some of the other um, main Pokemon games. 
Right. Well, so I, I kind of had the same story, right? Mm-hmm. I started playing Red and Blue when it very first came out. I remember playing with other friends on the tramp, and we'd have contests to see who could name all 151 Pokemon. Nice. Uh, when it was all original. Yeah. Um, and followed it through. Uh, I played through Pokemon Stadium as well. I thought it was awesome that you could play the actual game through their little emulator that they had through the 64. So if you wanted to not only pull the Pokemon in, but level them on your actual Game Boy game, you could still play that, but get all of the benefits from the 64 game, like being able to fast forward time, being able to double time it. So you could actually level everything twice as fast if you played with the Game Boy game in your 64. How did I not ever know about this? (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea you could do that. Yeah, dude. It was great. Pokemon Stadium was so good. Groundbreaking. Yeah. That's awesome. So it was a great way to power level your Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so... We've we've had this evolution where you could take those even like missing nose right back in the day you could do the trick to be able to get a missing no off of red and blue really really easy you just had to go and walk on on this uh, strip of beach a couple of mm-hmm. times that made the memory go crazy and then you could actually walk into the mountains and you would always find a missing no and you could always catch it right super right, right. crazy and I mean they used to have contests to see how far you could take that right how can you actually get missing no in every single edition, and I think they got up to like black and white two, maybe it was, but right up to the point where they started enforcing the Poke Store. Wait, what's missing? No, missing no is is missing number, right? And it's a okay. Pokemon that doesn't technically exist. So it's so, just a blank. You, what do you mean? You should search for it. Okay. Yeah, Google Google for missing no. All right. Okay, all so right. missing no. Uh, I'm doing it. It's it's a corruption in the code in the original red and blue. Okay. And by manipulating the memory in a specific way, you could actually get to the point where you could catch one of these. And it just looks like a blob. It okay. looks like a, a blob because of it pixels. Doesn't have a sprite that's right. properly assigned so to it. So what it does, it's like it's like a mis mismash of, of a like a jigglypuff or something like that. That's okay. all kinds of messed up. But if you search for a missing no. Okay. Um, I kinda see that. Yeah, so you could catch one of these, and you could actually transfer up to Pokemon Stadium what? as well. Like, oh, really? like, yeah, no, oh you gosh. could you could do this for for the longest time, and then I think they cleaned it up about when you could get to the Poke Store, where you you had to oh, you had to store all of them. The bank through, the or that's what it was, the Poke that Bank. Was? Okay, yeah, yeah. And so you had to store them in that where they could kind of clean and sanitize some of these other ones before you could download oh, other things, right? Like, so they kind of. They, they kind of clean things up there. But, yeah, there's a long tradition of people gathering these Pokemon and bringing them with them from game to game. Yes. And I I heard some stories today of people that, like, one of their friends had passed away and they transferred their Pokemon to their game. Like, they transferred oh, their friend's Pokemon man. to their game and they take their their deceased friend's Pokemon and transfer them to every new game wow. so that their friend's Pokemon oh. can experience what he, what they, what their friend didn't get to. Isn't that amazing? That's deep, dude. Isn't that awesome? Wow. That's the kind of connection that people make with these Pokemon. Right. Because you catch them, you name them, like you can give them a nickname. Uh-huh. You spend so much time leveling them and you put so much time and effort that you just make this emotional connection. Right. That's something that was really missing with Pokemon Go for me, and that's part of the reason why yeah. I've fallen out of love with it is because 
it's not the same feeling. Well, if they seem you, too disposable. That's what I was going to say. Right. Is, is if there's something called inherent value or some, it's IV. I don't know exactly. I think it's, it has something to do with their like starting base stats. Right. Yeah. I know in, in on the, on the security side of things, when they do it with cryptography, IV stands for initialization vector, which okay. is kind of the same thing, right? It's, it's the same idea. Right? It's yeah. the starting of the code or right. the thing that kicks everything off. And right. for this, would be the decisions of what stats they're going to be in the end. Right. So I know like in Pokemon Go, there are third-party layover apps that you can get that don't mess with Niantic's whatever and can get you banned. They're right. fine. Um, and they can tell you just by just based on how far your Pokemon's um, CP track is, uh-huh. like combat power track is. Right. Um, and your what health. And- right, right, right. What their inherent value is. So there's attack, defense, and health. And they range from 10 to 15. Right. 10 is the lowest, 15 is the highest. So if you have one that's all 10s, even if you max max it out, give it all the stardust, level it up all the way, it's going to be at a certain point. It's going to be crap. Right. And if you have a Pokemon <laughs> that's all 15s, that's a 100%, if you power that thing up all the way, it's going to be so much further. I, so I now, have, I think I have three of those now. Hundreds, one hundreds. I yeah, don't think I 100%. even have one, but yeah, I have well, some I really lucky. good ones. So the thing with Pokemon Go is that if you catch a Pokemon that has higher IV, then those lower IV ones just don't even matter because they're not going to ever be as powerful. Right. So you just get rid of those and get candies for the ones that right. suck. And so that's that's kind of like I said, that's one reason why I fell out of love with Pokemon Go is because I didn't form any sort of like emotional bond with the Pokemon in my game because they could just be replaced at any time. But that's not the case for a lot of competitive Pokemon battlers from the main games. Right. Because they spend all this time powering up Pokemon, like we talked about before, breeding them, uh, leveling them, whatever, to get perfect stats to competitively battle them at the end of these games. Yeah, that's a completely, yeah, it's a new subject. Actually going into it and trying to see what does it take to competitively battle Pokemon mm-hmm. was kind of impressive, and it's almost a completely different language when you start that's, getting into it. Right, and I watched a couple of videos today just in preparation for today's episode, and I learned so much about the Pokemon games that I had no idea about because I'm such a casual player because, um, like, I did just play Pokemon uh, what was it? Leaf Green mm-hmm. to the end, and then I dropped it. Right? I right. Beat you get it, so you I beat it. the Elite Four, and then you're done. Well, not in, in Leaf Green. In Leaf Green, oh, you can then right. go to Joho, the Joho, Jodo, Jodo region is the second one, right? Yeah, and you can do a whole bunch of stuff in that. Um, but that's not the case for a lot of these like hardcore competitive players. Once they get to the end game, that's just kind of the beginning. Well, because they they max level. Right. All of the characters and because max then, improve everything yeah. that they have on them. They can port they can port their old Pokemon from other games into that game at that point. And that yeah, like like you said, that's when they start to just max them out. Right. And um it's it's crazy. it seems like uh Sword and Shield is made uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield, the newest game going to come out, is tailored more towards the casual player Definitely. rather than they're freaking die-hard, hundreds of hours um, competitive player base. Yeah, and I think that that's the main impact of them saying that they're not going to have all the Pokemon in right away. Right. You know, I hadn't considered how that changes the metagame for competitive. Right. It doesn't change anything for me as a, competi- as a, as a casual player. 
it's just like, oh, well, they're not as many available. Or you just hope your favorite ones are there. Right. Because it doesn't matter to it doesn't necessarily matter to me because I'm just going to play through the game and then I'll probably just like I beat it so I let it go just right. like any other game right yeah exactly but for these competitive people they've spent hundreds of hours getting their preferred team in the way that they like it mm-hmm. um, maxing out their stats making everything perfect and now there could be I don't know a quarter a half who knows we actually don't know how many Pokemon are going to be in Sword and Shield right they haven't given us a definitive number or they haven't given the list of Pokemon that will be included right I think it's still far enough down the road sure that maybe they don't know I don't know but they have they have said that not all of the Pokemon will be included right and so I think that that's where people are starting to freak out a little bit where they're like one, we have these Pokemon we're invested in and no guarantees that we'll be able to bring them mm-hmm. which they still want which I think is valid. And then you have the competitive scene where they say, well, we've been doing this team for so long that you know, maybe we can't use the same thing, which I think is less valid because regime changes all the time. You know, yeah, all right. like different Metas patches. Are always evolving. Yeah, yeah. All of the, the meta is going to change constantly. But I don't I, think that that's a problem. I think it's more that they've spent hundreds of hours and all of this time resource into this one specific character sure and the and the problem with it not being included is that in previous games there would be a lot of pokemon that technically weren't in the game that you could still port into the game right you couldn't find them in the game but you could still bring them over right uh the issue with sword and shield is that if they're not in the pokedex for the game you cannot port them over right no that's very true and that's where a lot of people get upset and they're thinking that maybe game freak the people that make the pokemon games um are trying to manipulate the meta a little bit or like Mm. box the players in so that they have limited more limited options in their team in their competitive team building i don't know but i don't but that seems kind of weak to be honest and also the reason why they said that they're not going to allow this is a little bit weak um well i'll paraphrase it this way if they're not going to do the rest of the pokemon ever uh-huh. Then the reason that they gave sucks. Because the reason they gave was we're not going to do it because it takes too long to do the animations and the textures and all of that. They've done that for previous games, though. W- was it uh, Black 2 or White 2 that had like 800 Pokemon in it or something? Uh, and Game Freak remember. has gone more towards the way of we want our developers to have a life outside of this. They don't want to right. overwork them, which is not typical for the developer culture a right. lot of game developers oh are it's very abusive completely burnt <laughs> out yeah which may be the reason why we have some of the things but that we do have. to still say that we're just not going to do it period is different from saying we're going to have a subset of the 800 now and we will continue to work on having all of them eventually which mm-hmm. i could understand and it's that's be- that's well, a reasonable uh, uh, assertion i think but to just if they come out and say we're just we're you're gonna have the three hundred we want and the other four hundred five hundred aren't right. ever gonna make it right deal with it that kind of sucks they've they did that for let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu you had a very That's true. small pool of Pokemon to pull from and I think this is a really big issue because of the precedent that Game Freak has set in the past of including all of their previous gens right right so if they had one game was just that gen and that was it this wouldn't be a problem well and we were we were willing to at least i was willing to give them a pass 
because it's let's go Eevee, let's go Pikachu. It didn't really feel like a full-fledged Pokemon game because you weren't catching these Pokemon in the wild. Mm -hmm. You were throwing balls at them like you did on Pokemon Go. Which I hate. Yeah, I, hate I didn't love it. The The roots of Pokemon is you encounter Pokemon in the wild, you battle them down to a smidgen of health, however little you want to gamble, because the lower their health, the better your chances are to catch them. Right. I don't want to just throw a Pokeball. And that's yes. what the, what is it, the game designer, one of like the lead designers of Let's Go mm -hmm. and Pokemon Go, he thinks that that's what people want. That, right. And he said that there will never be an open world Pokemon game like Breath of the Wild that people just want to throw a ball. I no. don't want to no. do that. I want no. battling like is in all the classic games. Well, and it's funny because what us gamers have wanted is the exact opposite. Like one of the first things that I saw when I was looking at the trailer for Sword and Shield was... Mm -hmm. Holy crap, this looks like open world Pokemon running around and I get to choose whether or not I want to go and beat that thing up and catch it. Right. I was super excited about that because mm -hmm. that's what I've been wanting for so long and maybe not even realizing that that's what I wanted. Sure, like you didn't know you wanted it until you saw it and then it's just like, like yes, that. Breath of the Wild, but with Pokemon. Yeah. Heck yeah, Heck I want yeah. that. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. So to hear... A developer say that's not what you want when the second I see it, I have a visceral reaction saying, oh, no, I really, really want this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can tell they're starting to misstep. Right. And I think they missed the mark a little bit. They with Pokemon Home that they just announced, it's just like what the Pokemon Bank used to be. But they want Pokemon Home to have more features than just a bank. So they do want to have battling in there and they do want to have a social aspect to it. Uh, How's that going to work? Well, I don't, I mean, so it'd be like, um, like the Wii, like the Wii main menu where you have like your Miis that kind of roamed around. Uh -huh. I imagine it'd be something like that where you could like roam around this open area and interact with people and maybe like ask them if they want to battle or I don't know because. Yeah, that's interesting because to me, mm -hmm. when I think of like the next generation of Pokemon to keep things going and mm -hmm. fresh. Yeah. I think of like. Pokemon World of Warcraft. Everybody's in this big giant world. Everybody's able to do things. You can meet up with other people and dynamically choose to do things. Man, that would be crazy. And that it? sounds very different <laughs> approach that they're going there. I don't there. think they'll ever do that, but that would be cool. But wouldn't I'm that thinking, be amazing? Yeah, you just run around and you get your Pokemon and and I can I can fly on the back of a Charizard through Orgrimmar. Okay, maybe not go that far, <laughs> but you know maybe Pallet Town. You know, yeah. you're flying over the towns and you're able to go from place to place. You actually travel. Yeah, that would be Or cool. go fly across, you know, Route 1. Right. You know, and see all the noobs sitting there doing their thing. And you're like, haha, I've got a Charizard. Suck it. The thing that kind of kills me, though, it made me laugh. Almost as soon as they announced Pokemon Home. Well, it was as soon as they announced Pokemon Home, it came with an asterisk. Yeah. No, they did. <laughs> they want you to port all of your Pokemon into Pokemon Home. All of the shinies that you've far tried to farm for hundreds of hours, all of your Pokemon that you've had from game to game for 10 years, whatever, they want right. you to bring all of them into Pokemon Home. But you have to pay a monthly subscription for it. Nope. What happens if you stop paying the subscription? Right. Your Pokemon are gone. Right. And then you can, you can port them in from a whole bunch of sources, like Let's Go, Eevee, and from Pokemon Go, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. 
but you can't port them from Pokemon Home out to Pokemon Go or out to Let's Go Pikachu. Oh, that you can sucks. Port them. Right now, I think you can only port them out to Sword and Shield. So uh, let's so say, that's the trick. So let's say you port a Pokemon from um, like Soul Silver or something, one of the older games. Like you had this really great Lugia, like legendary right. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You port it into Pokemon Home, and it's not in Sword and Shield. What do you do? Yeah, you can't just, get it out. It just sits there, and it's you can't gonna, do anything with it. And if you ever stop paying for Pokemon Home, your Lugia is gone because it can't go anywhere. Right. But you can't just let it die. What? The journey stops I'm there, so man. I'm so confused. Yeah. Like that seems bad. That seems really bad to me. That's and, not. That's not acceptable. And that may or may <laughs> really? not be what's actually going to happen. Like I said, this is just an opinion formed on the information that I gathered from like the three or four videos that I watched today. And I tried to watch videos with differing titles. Right. So it wasn't just the same information over and over again. So I was getting some different stuff. Um, but, yeah, so I thought that that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how it goes. You know, I mean, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it just it just seems like Sword and Shield is a little bit more for the casual player, and um, Pokemon Home seems a little shaky to me. Yeah. I don't know if I don't... I'm not into it, but... I agree. Uh, I, I hope that they'll improve it. Obviously, yeah. you know, we have the power in the market. If we say, nah, this doesn't look great, right. we don't participate... Yeah. They'll change to do what we want. Yeah. And Game Freak has been pretty good. Yeah. I would say that they've been pretty responsive. This has been kind of the first time that I think a lot of people are like, whoa, what the heck is going on? Right. We'll see. So anyway, guys, that's going to wrap up our episode for today, talking about Pokemon and Pokemon Sword and Shield. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can hit us up on our respective YouTube channels, Captain Spartacus and Dancor. I- and then uh, on Twitter, I'm at Captain underscore Spartacus. And I'm at The Real Dancor. All right, you guys, thanks again for hanging out with us tonight. We'll see you next time. All right, thanks. See ya.